like notes through the hourglass. These are the songs of our lives. <laughs> Welcome to a special episode of Songs of Our Lives. I am Brad Rose. I'm a musician, a composer, the founder of Foxy Digitalis, and somebody who thinks and obsesses about music and sound far more than is healthy. Each week, I invite on a guest, or in this case, guests, to, well, generally, we talk about the songs that have made an impression, left a mark, helped them along their journey in life. This week, uh, we, we mix it up a little bit. So this is the Christmas special. And so my guests are Natty and Lauren from Cult Love Sound, which is a collective here in Tulsa. They're the label they put on shows. They do, I mean, they do all sorts of events and just a lot of different things. Um, and they just released a Christmas compilation on their label. It's called Christmas Selections on the Pipe Organ by uh, Casey Cantwell. And they'll talk more about what that is, you know, how it all came to be in the first part of the conversation we had. But just for my, I love this compilation. I love that they did a Christmas compilation. I've wanted to do a Christmas album for so, so many years, but could just never get my shit together. Um, and I really love that it's, it's a traditional Christmas album. You know, when I think of cult love, cult love puts out like noise and dungeon synth and hip hop and uh, black metal and all these things. And so, you know, when, when Natty first told me that, Cold Love was doing a Christmas album. I was like, oh man, this is going to be out there. But um, no, and and it's just, it's very traditional. And it's also not, um, the, the B side is like improvisations on a theme, basically. The themes being Auld Lang Syne, Hark the Herald Angels Singing Carol of the Bells. But it's just, it's recorded beautifully. And the, just the tone of a, the pipe organ is, it's timeless and haunting and it's just amazing. And I can't recommend it enough. Um, this was so much fun. We recorded this over at the cult love house a week or two ago. And it's the first one that I've actually done in person, not over zoom. And I got to do more of those. So um, hopefully we'll have some more local Tulsa people on in the coming months and years and all of that. And people coming through town and all those things. But yeah, this is so much fun. Please check out the album and all the music you're hearing in this episode are pieces from the album. So mix that up a little bit too. Um, and one last thing, thanks again to Carl Antonowitz for the wonderful intro. And now I hope you enjoy my conversation with Natty and Lauren. All right, my guests today are, God, I don't even know how to describe you guys. Um, uh, they run a label, it's way more than a label. They do events, they do shows, they do fashion, they do all sorts of cool shit. And they also made a Christmas album. So everybody who's here, <laughs> welcome Natty and Lo from Cult Love. Do you want me to talk? Do you want How's it going? Very well. Lauren just passed me the mic, so okay. I guess I'm starting first. Thanks for having us, Brad. Yeah. It's good to be here. <laughs> Lauren, do you have anything you'd like to say? <laughs> no. All right. We're excited. Happy Monday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Happy Monday. All right. Um, I guess, so the first thing, tell me about the Christmas album. What's the, what's the name of the Christmas album, first of all? Because I can't remember. <laughs> it's it's really long. It's okay. uh, Christmas Selections on the Pipe Organ, performed by Casey Cantwell. Which we ran into some, like, I realized with, like, promotion and stuff, I ran into, like, some promotional issues with the title. Because I'm like, wait, is the album actually called Christmas Selections on the Pipe Organ? And then the after that, is... performed by Casey Cantwell. <laughs> but I think overall that we went with the uh, the entire title of the album is Christmas Selections on the Pipe Organ, performed by Casey Cantwell. By Casey Cantwell. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I can't remember because it's a paragraph. It is. Uh, it is. It's very long. <laughs> um, so why why a Christmas album? Well, this is something that we've actually been wanting to work on for quite some time. I what it was last year that we decided we wanted to collaborate with Casey. 
And it just didn't pan out last year based on, you know, timing and that sure. kind of thing. Christmas album, you know. Yeah. Got to release it the right time of year. We right. can't be doing this in April. Um, but, yeah, we decided to do a holiday collab with him. Um, he is the organist at uh, Trinity Episcopal Church. So, holiday, churchy. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> organy. <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, it was like we weren't able to pull it off last year and then this year around like august i can't remember it just randomly sprung back into my brain and i was like <laughs> i'll be damned if we're not gonna like strong arm this through <laughs> this year and make it happen because it's like it's kind of been a bucket list project for me for a while mm -hmm. for at least because i just i'm really into christmas music and i'm a really nostalgic individual and i really like especially like uh i'm more like traditional christmas music and less like you know, Frank Sinatra does the holidays type okay, of thing. Right. So I wanted like, I was like, I, I think personally I wanted like an album that was like richly traditional, but also had maybe a little bit more appeal to like, you know, it's, it's a pipe organ. So it's yeah. like, it can appeal to like people that like drone, like Kylie Malone fans or like experimental fans or people that just like appreciate, I guess, like less common music despite its traditionalism. But uh, yeah, it was basically Casey was really excited to work on it with us. That's and, cool. And we had a favor. I called in with Scott Bell, bless his heart, who helped us produce the uh, album and record and mix it. And he did a fabulous job. Yeah, no, it sounds sick. Um, how did you go through like the selection process, like figuring out what songs? That was all Casey's doing. Oh, nice. Yeah. But like, yeah, thank God. Because frankly, like, there's just, there was so much going on around then, too. Like, it's just been really, really busy pretty much up until like, like this week, I think, basically. Yeah. So it's like Casey took responsibility for all that. And we were basically like, we'll help you produce, record. Right. Yeah. We'll get the art done. George Christ did the art. And, um, so we were basically like, we'll make this happen. We just need you to pick what you want to play and perform it. And um, they've got like a really nice, I think 1964 Mahler pipe organ or something. It's got an interesting name. I can't remember exactly. But, you know, they have like a really, really state-of-the-art pipe organ in that church. Like it's not yeah. just something you find at any church. It's like right. an incredible pipe organ. And it's got like a really interesting history there too. That's cool um yeah no it sounds really good I, yeah i'm a i'm a sucker like it's like all so in my wheelhouse like traditional <laughs> christmas music on a pipe organ and like made in town Rat highly mutual highly mutual <laughs> we kind of had casey like that you know it's like i don't even know what what do you call an obscure christmas carol but we were kind of like let's do stuff that's like a little like yeah not super super like uh common and probably lauren and i's favorite parts of the album certainly my own is the improvisations on Same. side B, which are all like, I guess like a lot of the songs, like weirdly enough, Carol, of the bells was never um, arranged for the organ. I guess it's like a piece oh, of wow. organ music. Uh, if I'm remembering Man. what Casey told me correctly. <laughs> so Casey's just such a talented musician and also the music director at Trinity Episcopal church that they just improvised that off the dome. And then they did that and all along sin, uh -huh. I believe, which frankly I'm not as familiar with. And of course, uh, I think it was, Mark the Herald Angel was the other yeah. one. That Carol of the Bells one slaps. Something oh man, that's stupid. yeah, that's like that's probably my favorite one on the rec on the tape. It's yeah. so good. And Mine those, too. <laughs> yeah, those improvisations. That was because you told me about it, and I was just thinking like the A side. You know, that's what the whole thing was gonna be. And then when the, I heard those, I was like, oh shit, okay, this is uh, like takes it to another level. I think, and I think that's the part where you're talking like it would be, in, it would make it even more interesting to fans who are people who are into just yeah like drone music and organ music and all that stuff so um well cool um and yeah the art is sick too so george isn't here but props to him on the art because it's really it, it totally <laughs> captures like it makes it feel like it makes it feel like something you would find you could find like in a thrift store there's some tape from like the 70s or something and that rules too so um Okay, well, so we're, everybody listening, we're doing this different this time. Normally I have a list of questions that I ask every week on this show. We're not asking any of those because they have nothing to do with Christmas music. Um, and so, and, I mean, they're all song questions. So, <laughs> so this, so basically what we're going to do is we each picked a sort of traditional and a non-traditional song. And so, um, 
and it's a hell of a <laughs> hell of a selection. <laughs> and so we're going to start with, and not just because it was playing when I walked in. Okay, Lauren. Yeah. Oh God! What's your what's your what's your non traditional pick? The non traditional pick that I selected was Snoop Dogg's Doggy Land Milk and Cookies, <laughs> and it is honestly it's it's a masterpiece. <laughs> so how do okay? So how do you know about Doggy Land? I've never heard of Doggy Land, and I have my kid's ten, so she's like too old for it. But yeah, it's a it's a pretty young one. I I have a couple yeah. friends with new okay. new ones, new kids, and. <laughs> I, I don't have kids or anything like that, but you know, you're around them and they're listening to this music. And oh. I'm like, I understand why my parents would take my CD player away from me and be like, shut up, you know, yeah. be like, this is enough. Oh. I, I kind of like it. I kind of <laughs> like pissing my friends off by playing their kids' music, like, no, play Doggy Land again. Let's do it. Yeah, Karis, let's listen to Doggy Land again. But now it's one of my favorite songs now, too. And I, so now I you've am tricked a yourself, Doggy Land yeah. fan. Yeah. Don't be surprised if you guys catch me watching that show sometime. But milk and cookies. Milk and cookies. So, so Natty, how do you feel about milk and cookies? I can't stand that song. I and it's something there's something like really, really odd about it to me. And I'm not sure what exactly I mean, I have been listening to it like with the music video, which is yeah. kind of like just that weird kind of not super nice CGI animation type stuff. So it's already kind of visually a little odd looking. But it's like sonically, there's something really strange about it. Like, like it's clearly a pop song and like, like written like it would be like a contemporary, like late, like this era's pop music. Right. But it's almost like something about like the way it's like arranged or delivered is like really bizarre and does not land and like lands in a dissonant way with me. Like the the whoa part like is really odd to me and like the milk and cookies like it's just everything about it like kind of like i, I find a little bit unsettling and it, but i will say it like very much a, a lauren drummond song for damn sure there's also been some debate about whether or not right. this is actually snoop dog doing his own voice yeah I I think you might when you were you were saying that you think it might be like AI Snoop Dogg, <laughs> that might maybe that's it because it, it could be it's because it's close enough to like oh I think it is but then there's moments where it's like ooh yeah I don't know I, <laughs> I was I was listening to this yesterday and my kid heard it and she was like what are you doing <laughs> she was horrified and. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, how do you feel about it, Brad? Uh, I think it just I, kind of what you're saying. Something just feels off about it. Like I don't like it. It feels like something that. So my kid, like she watches random shit on YouTube. But there's um the she watches people playing this Five Nights at Freddy's video game with the animatronics and shit. Oh yeah. This has that vibe of like it's like this is the start of a horror movie, like a like a weird like animated horror movie. <laughs> so that's kind of you know, but that's fine. Like I have endless respect to Snoop Dogg for branching out into oh, yeah. everything. <laughs> He's really capitalized on every market, including Doggy Land. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, if you would have told me like. 15 years ago like snoop dogg is for the kids i'd be like oh i don't know but <laughs> he made it happen so um yeah it is like at this point that guy is just like basically a walking brand and not yeah. really much else it's like it's that but i i am not convinced that snoop dogg sang that song <laughs> it's just there's some parts of it that just don't i mean some of it i think like we were saying earlier is like convincing enough that it could be snoop dogg just singing in a way that you would never would have heard him do previously because it's kids music but it's like i don't know i mean maybe it is like digitally yeah. altered or or convincing enough that if for the you know 99.9 percent .9 of people who are not really well the kids have no idea who snoop dogg is <laughs> yeah and the parents point, yeah, are doing archaic. their best to not fucking hear it yeah <laughs> it's it, like yeah snoop exactly dogg. but I, then when you put it under the microscope it's like hmm 
it the entire thing just reeks of like that weird like deep youtube like children yes. algorithmically generated videos <laughs> like it's just oh, really bizarre I've, i but, had a period in my life where those haunted my fucking dreams i believe so. it deep dive but yeah i i was i wasn't feeling that well, one to be completely real <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I was, that was like the last thing I ever would have thought was a pick. So I was pretty <laughs> stoked by that. But, um, okay, well, let's move on to, uh, let's go to the, let's, let's change it up now. And Natty, talk about your traditional pick. My traditional pick. Yeah. Okay. So I went with jingle, jingle. This was so hard to do. I want to say too, because I also just want to emphasize like, I, I didn't fully realize, like I always knew I like Christmas music, but it wasn't until this podcast that I realized I was like, oh, I like really like Christmas music. Like I take a lot of it. <laughs> And so it's like, it's hard because like any of the Rankin Bass old like claymation soundtracks, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of like, and again, like I'm just an overly nostalgic individual. And also Albert Finney's Scrooge. I love that soundtrack. Makes me think of my dad, the Muppets Christmas Carol oh my God. is also really good. Marley and Marley. Ooh. Like not only is this. Like the Muppets Christmas Carol is like a legitimately just great fucking movie. Oh yeah, it's fabulous. <laughs> like, I mean, Muppets, it's, are, oh, no. Muppets are great. Yeah. I, we have a good friend. I and my girlfriend also <laughs> really loves the Muppets, so I'm Man. totally sunk into it. I'm way into it. But it's I do like a lot of Christmas music. Of course I like the really traditional stuff too, but uh I had to pick the one that I went with was Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, the Rankin Bass films. Jingle, jingle, jingle. That Santa sings. And I went with that one just because uh, I find myself singing it all the time, like regardless of time of year, because my carabiner <laughs> with my keys on my hips is always jingling. I'm always like, jingle, jingle, jingle. And it drives Lauren fucking crazy. I was going to say that was the other reason you picked it, right? <laughs> well, so I had, you guys kind of got each other back here. So well, after Doggy Land, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It's funny, too, yeah. like Santa's a total ass in Rudolph oh, the Red Nosed yeah. Reindeer. I don't know if anyone's seen that recently, but like that scene, that song starts off with Santa basically be like, being like, well, Rudolph, we, you know, if you don't get rid of your red nose, you're never right. going to be on my team, basically. Right. You don't conform. You know, it's a great message out. for yeah. kids. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and it's. <laughs> sad like <laughs> yeah, he does have kind of a pathetic voice in it he, yeah he's pretty yeah he's like a whiny baby but no he is endearing though i do love rudolph that's a good one santa, and then santa claus is coming to town also slaps and it's got some really good tracks in it also some weird ones too but yeah jingle 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 from rudolph the red-nosed reindeer santa's yeah. anthem more or less and you hate it uh i don't hate that song i just oh. hate natty singing oh. <laughs> The song is great. Oh, okay, well, that's I fair. also really like the that like humming sound that Rudolph's nose yeah. makes. It's a really nice feature it's a really, in there. Yeah. It's a really nice little hum there. It's a really nice sound. <laughs> yeah, I, God, we haven't watched it in a long. I think I don't know. My kid was like three, maybe, and we tried to watch it. And when they were being mean to Rudolph, she just lost it. it was so like bawling yeah. and couldn't. She was, and we had to turn it off. And, <laughs> oh no! Like I don't think we've revisited it since because. Yeah, like she doesn't remember. She just has this like visceral memory of that made me really sad. I don't want to watch that. It's Christmas. Christmas. I don't want to watch a bullying movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. a bullying movie where they make fun of his different different time. (laughs) It really like that is like a very like there is some serious bullying that goes on because they do it to that one elf too. Once oh yeah, that's true. And they just punk those guys and basically you know throw them into exile more or less. There's like. But it's also it's funny that that reminds me that story of your daughter reminds me of like I, I used to watch Land Before Time as a oh, kid the dinosaur yeah. television oh which God. is good television if I remember correctly but I remember I had a realization like one morning before school and my mom was getting me dressed in like kindergarten or something or help me tie my shoes and I was like oh wait all the dinosaurs are extinct and I was like that means everyone <laughs> in Land Before Time is dead <laughs> and then I remember sobbing my eyes out oh my God but. I love those Rankin Bass films. My um, my my dad is way into Christmas, and his family's way into Christmas. So like every year, there's like, you know, a whole fleet of Christmas films I have to intake. And my favorite though is uh, a Wish for Wings that Work, which I don't know if any of y'all like Berkeley Breath or Bloom County, the old comic strip. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's got Opus and uh, oh my God, what's the cat's name? That's gonna drive me crazy. It's got Opus the Penguin in it though. Bill okay. the cat. Bill, the, Bill cat. the cat's a great character. What's it called again? Uh, a wish for wings that work. 
And it's a real short one. It's only like 20 minutes. You're, oh, nice. It's got some like, kind of, I wouldn't call it adult. Well, there's a little bit of adult humor in it, but it's definitely like you could show it to a kid and okay. well, without any problems if you need. If you need, if you need something to do. For, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Well, I I hadn't, I, like I said, since we haven't watched it in seven or eight years, I totally forgot about this song. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fucking banger. <laughs> absolutely a banger <laughs> that's why i feel like all the comments on the youtube video of it or two are like this is maybe the best christmas song <laughs> it's up yeah no it's up there it's um, i'm gonna have to see if i can get her to watch it this year just because now i want to i don't know traumatize her i don't know like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah she probably she's like too cool for everything now so which i thought i had a few more years before that happened but apparently not um okay before we get into my pick what uh let's talk about favorite christmas traditions do you have any like what do you what do you do on christmas eve or christmas day okay well lauren keeps letting me talk which is a bad move because i can just go and go and go and go i'm yeah my yeah my dad's side of the family is yeah lauren's got some good stories but my side of the family is like my dad's side of the family is pretty rigidly ruled by tradition. Um, so the house we're in, the Colt house, I used to spend like all my Christmas Eves here because my grandma and grandfather would throw a Christmas Eve party. Oh, nice. Which was always pretty fun. And I would, um, you know, sneak beers or whatever. Right. There was the St. Yeah. Benedict, uh, like Christmas ale. St. Saint Benedict? I think it is. St. Bernard's Christmas ale, which I actually made patches of down the line after I got sober, but I used to drink those. It was like an eleven percent Christmas ale, so I would get like pretty <laughs> hammered as a kid on those. But that's what I used to do, and then we'd go occasionally go to my mom's dad's church afterwards, the Saint John Pres Saint John Knox Presbyterian, and go to like Christmas mass there. But that didn't happen too many times, and then just hang out at the house. But this year, my brother and I, who's a recent uh, Catholic convert, um, are going to the Oh my gosh, what is it called? There's an abbey out in the sticks of Oklahoma that's like Oh yeah. Or, yeah, it's called um I can't think of the name of it. Oh my I... god, that's gonna drive me crazy. But there's an abbey, anyways, and it's occupied yeah. by monks, like like honest to God monks. Like it's very, very, very old school Catholic stuff going on there. <laughs> and um it's actually like I could get into a whole thing about it, but apparently it's like a particularly unique abbey because of um some, you know, some subsect of Catholicism that they subscribe to, I guess. But we're going to Midnight Mass there with my oh. brother and, you know, just hang out at that this year. So those are my only plans. Yeah. <laughs> I like spending Christmas with Natty's family because it's less comical than mine. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> that the, works. the the Christmas Eve parties were great. But yeah. no, my family is a, a little less tight-knit than his we're kind of spread out i've learned over the years that you can indeed pick your family yes, you know absolutely. You, can, you can pick it you yeah. can pick your family but um older family traditions we normally go down to you know i've got some family down in southern oklahoma that are oh, okay. very southern oklahoma. oklahoma yeah um we <laughs> won't be going this year because a lot of them just uh were cited and arrested for cockfighting so oh. <laughs> wow Hey, maybe they can get the governor to pardon them because the governor is very pro cockfighting. So. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so you're just like, ah, oh, well, oh, shit. <laughs> well, we thought things were going good. And That's never like the mind. most Oklahoma thing ever. Our Christmas plans got ruined because my cousins yeah, got yeah. arrested for cockfighting. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, oh, is that what they yeah. were doing down there? Okay. Well, I guess we won't go down with it. <laughs> No, but yeah. I'll swing by and see Papa, you know, sometime. Yeah, right. <laughs> He's doing all right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, we normally just do kind of casual lunches and yeah. Christmas morning PJs. We do do the Christmas morning PJs at my mom and dad's house. My sister and I like to do that. Nice. That's fun. But yeah, everybody else is in jail or dead. So. Well, uh <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Right, <laughs> Merry Christmas. But um, our friends at Barkingham, Jess and Kiefer, they dress up their entire house it's decorated head to toe like nice cut cardboard and uh, oh, plywood wow. cutouts of like the grinch and max oh and everything lights everywhere so that is one of my favorite places that's for awesome. new traditions to spend yeah. the holiday seasons we go over there actually tonight after this we're gonna go watch harry potter amazing in you know the uh christmas decoration house so that's kind of like a little christmas cottage 
Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot of Christmas decorations, but we don't have like cutouts and um, <laughs> we did not say I'm going to be if I tell anything to Eden, she's going to be like, "Ooh, we could, I'm like, "Yeah, I don't have time to do that." But um <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised you guys don't have like lights up on the cold house. We actually uh there's like three plastic Christmas trees up in the house year round. Uh- <laughs> but it's just I like I honestly like if I had more time, I would I totally know, put up Christmas lights. My neighbor, Mr. Egan, has his Christmas lights up year-round, which I love. And also, I, the Abbey is called Our Lady of Clear Creek Abbey, which oh, I just a, I had to look up a second ago. It's a cool name. Myself. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's a pretty interesting place. My brother spends a good amount of time out there, but my dad always does the Christmas lights at my parents' place. He like, yeah, it's like it's pretty old-school Christmas over there, for sure. Yeah, we got a shitload of Christmas lights up at our house, and it seemed, every year it's like, we should get more. It's a lot of work. It's honestly. a lot of fucking work. I, to every, not leave it up year round. Yeah. I mean, every time I think like, oh, this is a pain in the ass, but then it looks cool. And I don't know, like when I go home tonight, it would be like all festive. It is a nice vibe. I actually, my dad coincidentally was just like untangling Christmas lights earlier today. I saw him. <laughs> he had all the like cardboard boxes out of it, untangling them. It's almost worth just getting new lights every year because that's such a nightmare. But definitely a huge shout out to Barkingham Palace because they do have like some probably the best Christmas vibes that's anywhere awesome. in Tulsa for sure. Yeah. That rules. Yeah, it's super duper cozy. Man. Super duper cozy. That's but, what you want. And yeah. that's what you want for Christmas. You want it to be cozy. What about uh, your Christmas Eve, Brad? Um, we usually go, well, like our Christmas day, we usually just hang out at my parents' house all day, except for this year at Thanksgiving, out of nowhere, my dad says like, okay, everybody can come over in the morning, but then we're going to go over to my sister's house and that's where we're going to have dinner. And no, like they didn't even like sister and them. We were all just like, what? Like we've (laughs) been doing this for, you know, I mean, I haven't, we haven't, neither of us have lived at home for God, I don't know, 25 years at least and so we've been doing this for 25 and just no warning no and then i talked to my mom about it she was like well we were just talking about it but your father decided apparently (laughs) just to make an announcement before anybody that's hilarious so it's fine like a year or two ago it might have been like my sister and i were kind of there was some stuff but it's like all good now so it's um should be okay i guess nothing like a family feud um yeah it was you know it yeah nobody needs to hear about my <laughs> nobody cares but yeah we usually just hang out and it's super chill and um yeah i don't know on christmas eve we usually go to my parents house. I, my parents house has always been like the center of everything mm. but so they just retired like a month ago so they're just like fuck all this <laughs> yeah Hell yeah. <laughs> We're not doing anything now. Uh, you guys yeah. are gonna take over. Yeah, you guys cook for us. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be fine. Um then we're gonna go to the Philbrook thing one night because oh, be my fun. kids never been. So that'll be super fun. Yeah. And and like after me having the thing at Philbrook, my whole like my parents and my daughter are obsessed with Philbrook now. <laughs> that so, kicks ass. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so that is really cute. Um, okay, so my traditional pick. So it's really about the song, not the version, but I had to pick a version, which it's in the Bleak Midwinter, which is to me, I don't know if that's really a Christmas song, but it's close enough. I Definitely a Christmas song. Okay, good. One of the reasons that I really like it is because it has like, well, I mean, it's, it's got, it's like this, it's sort of, it, it's sad, but not like it's wistful. Maybe. I don't know. The whole vibe of it is just, it's cozy, I think maybe, but it's also kind of the melody to me is it's like very drony and very, it feels very like pagan vibes to me. Um, and, and I just fucking I love it. It's like, and I have, I have very distinct memories of my grandma playing it on the organ when I was a kid. And so it's like always been, and it was like her favorite song, which is really weird. Cause she was like, I don't know. I mean, I guess it's, it's probably like it is religious, but I think it sounds like a pagan song. Um, just like bleak midwinter that sounds like pagan shit (laughs) but she was like super religious so that's why it was always surprising me that she that was like her favorite song and then um and then that that version by rowan morrison i just really like i just think it's really good (laughs) yeah a badass song title for sure But that was funny. I was going to definitely say that version of it, the Rowan Morrison, is like when I was listening to it, definitely had like a very like 
pagany vibe. Yeah, like to me. amplifies that. Yeah, like almost, I was telling Lauren earlier, we were really we were re-listening to all the selections mm-hmm. before you came over. Like I was like, I was like, it almost has got kind of like a woo-woo sort right. of vibe around it, like a little hippy dippy bacon. Yeah. But totally. And it's like, and then like the way that you, like the use of echo and reverberation on it, like you were saying, is like very droney. That's kind of a funny re- recurrent theme in Christmas right. music, it seems like, or a lot of selections. But I thought it was really pleasant. Yeah, I think that's like that kind of there is like a a lot of Christmas music. It's like the, it's like drony and cozy is like I don't know. It's exactly what I think. That's why it's so appealing to me because those are things I want in my life all the time. But <laughs> <laughs> cozy drone, yeah, it's like uh you know that subgenre of dungeon synth, cozy synth. Yeah, you've been exposed to that. I was say like cozy, cozy drone. drone. It's, oh man, somebody needs to do that. That's a Lauren, how do you feel about it? I'm hogging the mic. I, I like the sound of cozy drone, honestly. Yeah. That's, that's that sounds really yeah. I know. Hmm. There you go. It's somebody's new YouTube Spotify or whatever list. Right. Yeah. It's the cozy best cozy drone of twenty twenty three. Everybody send in your picks. Um, yeah. So in the bleak midwinter. Good song. Classic. Is that on your tape? Yeah. Okay. I thought I was going to listen to it again today, like in preparation for this. And then the day quickly spiraled out of control as they tend to. Okay. This isn't really a question. I just, you brought this up on our group text. Like, why do you love Lil B so much? Oh, greatest artist of all time. Oh, no, it's not a problem. It's just a, like, it's just a fact. Well, I actually almost, it was really funny about this picking the Christmas songs too is I genuinely felt guilt when I for had realized I'd forgotten that Lil B had not one but two Christmas albums. And one of them's like five hours long. Yeah, the yeah. Santa one's the five hour one, which is a newer contemporary Lil B album. But the uh, the first one, mm, Christmas, a rare golden a rare golden collector's mixtape, is like very OG based Lil B. Lil B is the greatest artist of all time because he completely shifted the culture around hip hop, fashion, uh, sports, just. This, the cultural impact of music and art expanded like exponentially when Lil B started doing based music after the pack. And like, I mean, to be honest, like, I mean, like Lil B, even before, like, and I was exposed to a noise around the same time I was exposed to Lil B as like a younger teenager. But like Lil B probably had more impact me with my understanding and appreciation for experimental mm-hmm. extreme and avant-garde music than even like. Some of the artists on Grindcore Karaoke I was finding at the time. Because when I listened to Lil B, I like was like, oh my God, music and art can really be whatever you want it to be. And he just like really like he set so many cultural trends and musical trends in place, like that it's like hard to say that any artist, especially hip hop artist after 2009, wasn't influenced by Lil B or influenced by somebody mm-hmm. who was influenced by Lil B. Like and Soldier Boy too, I guess, has to be acknowledged in some capacity, because they both were also early hip hop artists that really maximized uh, the use of the internet and expanding their audience and getting their music out there. But I'm yeah. like, I'm a hardcore Lil B fan for sure. Um, the rain in England, the vinyl was put out by a friend of mine who also put out, they also put up, it was like an experimental label. Like they put out mostly like noise and drone and stuff. I have a copy of it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and they also, I think they also put out the first pressing of the first death grips record. Oh, ex, um, ex-military? Mm-hmm. I was going to say, it was funny, I was talking to someone the other day about, I found Death Grips as a teenager through Grindcore Karaoke because nice. ex-military was uploaded to that because Zach or whoever mm-hmm. in Death Grips has got like kind of some noise scene credentials in yep. history. That's how, yeah, that's how I first got into it because I knew Zach from like noise tapes and shit. That's so funny. It, yeah, it's the weirdest thing. Noises, but noises I had to mention Lil B because, yeah, a five-hour Christmas and yeah iconic i mean yeah honestly and then me and lauren were listening to some of the mm, christmas a rare golden collector's <laughs> mixtape which you have to say the full title to every time earlier and honestly i was like i was like a lot of these slap it's yeah. like ex- santa is coming is good extremely catchy extremely forward thing he was just doing crazy stuff man i mean like i know especially when you think about like the time like right 2009 like nobody had thought about doing that. I mean, I feel like the trend, like people are still just catching up to the stuff and you set it into place. I mean, before like young thug wore a, a dress on the album cover of Jeffrey, like Lil B was wearing his grandma's clothes eons before that. It's like 
all this like a lot of mumble rap and like weirder hip hop that was like a little more just like off the dome stream of conscious little b started all of that and like he's got so many sons and sons of sons running around at this point like <laughs> and espn brought him on because he was like a cultural phenomenon because he was cursing nba players for a while like oh, i mean yeah. the dude's iconic he did a lecture at nyu i mean undefeated like undisputed like in my opinion greatest <laughs> artist of all time for sure sweet what do you think Oh, I can't argue with that. I've heard many little pro Lil B <laughs> speeches <laughs> over the years. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, everyone who's ridden in Natty's dad's van also yes. has to love Lil B or at least tolerate, you know, five hours of it on the way to where, Dallas or wherever we're going. Well, at this point, it's also like it's 2023. Like you like if you can't acknowledge that Lil B is like an incredible iconic right. artist. I don't you're living under a rock and you have yep. like objectively incorrect opinions. <laughs> There we go. Okay. <laughs> Hard bars by yeah. Natty Watson. All right. Well, with that, we're going to bring it down the home stretch here. All right, Lauren, what's your um your traditional pick? Oh, uh, my traditional pick was the classic Grandma Got Ran Over yes. by a Reindeer. And that is another one that really, you know, just speaks to what's going through my head at all times. <laughs> Everything is a loop. <laughs> Everything's a loop in here. I get on little loops and it's just Go ahead, Natty. Oh, I, no, can no, you, I can tell you. I can tell you want to say something. I had to interject too. I was like, also another song that just has huge Lauren vibes. Like, <laughs> makes total sense that that's the one she picked. <laughs> I kind of wish there was like the a pipe organ version of that on this. Dude, <laughs> yeah. For the second set of selections, we yeah, could request sides. We could request Casey do yeah. that. Yeah, we got some outtake requests. Um, <laughs> I love, yeah, no, I love Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. It fucking rules. And it's, you know, it's absurd. And we need more absurdity. And I mean, yeah, we need more absurdity in our lives. And all the different versions of it. The one that I sent in the group text is like the classic original where Grandma's like drunk leaving. And that's why she got run over. But if you're just listening to it on like a kid's bop album or something, you know, it's just like, oh, grandma's silly. She got hit by a reindeer, you know, but it's like she was wasted. Yeah, she That's was, why she got hit. And I mean, and wasted grandmas are a staple of a lot of Christmases. So, <laughs> it is. Um, have it you is. heard that? Speaking of wasted grandmas, have you heard the Johnny Cash Figgy Pudding song? No. So, You'd have to oh sing my it. God. It's, well, no, so it's like, it's, we wish you Merry Christmas. It's like Johnny Cash, June Carter, and then. At the end, like they're just singing that on a loop, and there's, I don't know who it is who's doing, but it's like supposed to be the grandma, and she's just like, "Where's the figgy pudding? Bring the fig, give me the figgy pudding!" And just like getting progressively more That's unhinged. <laughs> it's um, it's amazing. I got to listen so, to that. Yeah, I, was like, I don't think I know what figgy pudding is. I don't know that I know what figgy pudding <laughs> is either, but I like every time, and I forget that this exists, and then. It'll be like we have it on like a playlist or something. It's like, oh shit, it's the fucking drunk grandma. (laughs) I do like grandma got ran over by a reindeer. That song definitely slaps. And I was like, also, I was was like, also, I was like, I guess that's like, I guess that's a traditional Christmas song. I guess. I think it. it, Yeah. It's been around like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But it is funny because it's like, especially the music video for it's pretty good too. I mean, it is like grandma's wasted. Yeah. There's also (laughs) this weird undertone to that one too, where like it seems like grandpa doesn't really mind that grandma got just completely smoked <laughs> in a hit and run by Santa right. and reindeer. Yeah. But then I guess she's kind of nonchalant about it. it. Afterwards, it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. It's, and it's like, I'm like, is it like an innuendo or something right. I'm missing here? Like, <laughs> yeah. I kind of don't get it. But it is like, yeah, no, that one slaps and definitely has huge low drum energy for sure. <laughs> awesome. All right, Natty, what's your um, non traditional pick? I went with the uh, Donald Henley's Carol of the Bells, which, of course, is a very traditional Christmas song, but it's my favorite Christmas album. I think it's still my favorite Christmas album since like I was a kid because it's all Christmas selections that were performed on the glass harmonica, yeah. which I feel like is a highly underappreciated instrument invented by Benjamin Franklin, no less. Weirdly enough, and I've always like I was always loved how like eerie sounding mm-hmm. it is when we talk about like a droney instrument, just like very haunting and Lauren and I were talking about this earlier, but it used to be like it was outlawed in some places because people thought that it would like basically make you lose your mind playing and listening to the glass harmonica. Really? Yeah. They, there was like 
people believed that it was it caused the death of somebody in a performance. It was like a child died during a show, and then after that, like, words kind of spread, and it became like evil sounds. Dang. Yeah. Something really weird about it, yeah. for sure. I mean, it's like it's kind of it's just like an enigmatic instrument and just strange. Um, and and then Lauren was like, "You're just an edge lord for picking this. You wanted to pick something with like a dangerous instrument." And I was like, "No, no, no." Well, became the evil one, and you were like, "Yeah." I mean, you are a little bit of an edge lord, just like a little bit. <laughs> I mean, uh, absolutely denying that I am not an edge lord, <laughs> but I do love the glass harmonica, though. I think it's beautiful and like really haunting, though technically. The Donald Henley album. I don't know where he's from, but I've bought that album on CD probably like 10 times because often I gift it to people around this time of year. But um, it's not actually done on a formal glass harmonica because those are like exceptionally yeah. expensive instruments. Right. But you can imitate it, the sound of it with quartz wine glasses and different sizes oh, yeah, of quartz yeah. wine glasses. So you just wet your fingers and rub it around the rim mm -hmm. and you can imitate that sound. But I think the guy, Donald Henley, like that's kind of his shtick is doing like the the wine glass glass harmonica thing like this just happened to be a christmas album that he did so if it's done on wine glasses is that the re remove the evil component to it since it's not on an actual glass harmonica less evil for sure. <laughs> for sure my only complaint about that album is that there are points where there's just way too much acoustic guitar like it should just be the glass harmonica yeah i but that particular track is just glass harmonica yeah i i listened to the whole thing like the whole album after you sent this and yeah, the acoustic guitar is kind of a bummer. <laughs> they could lose that totally. Yeah, like, Vibe harsher for sure. Yeah. Definitely. But, I mean, that's kind of like, yeah. I mean, I don't know. My affinity for that sort of sound and music is probably also what drove like my interest in like the pipe organ. Yeah. The pipe organ Christmas album. Because I don't feel like they're too far off. But glass harmonica is definitely a little wonkier of an instrument. Pipe organ definitely also has like a very like kind of haunted vibe to it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, totally. Totally, but I love that one. That's like my that's my favorite Christmas song of all time, and my favorite version of my favorite Christmas song. Well, for sure. Thoughts? <laughs> I really like listening to that one. That one's nice, and I'm glad that they did not add acoustic guitar to that one. And yeah. I'm also glad that we didn't add acoustic guitar to our Christmas selections because <laughs> I, I feel like here. it. I feel like it would have not been no. received so well. <laughs> I don't know that I would be as hyped on it. Yeah. I'd, be like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, cool, guys. <laughs> pipe organ featuring Natty on the acoustic guitar. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, so what was, okay, I guess I'm left. Yeah, so my non-traditional pick is Merry Christmas, Mr. Lawrence uh, by Ryuchi Sakamoto, which is... I don't know. This is sort of quintessentially a Christmas song to me. I mean, it is a Christmas song. Um, I think that Sakamoto is one of the most important musical figures of the last hundred years. And especially when it comes to like electronic music and ambient music and all those things that none of that exists without him. And that like now though, it's like harder to listen to now since he died. It's like, got right. like it's already just that melody is kind of heavy. Like it's very, that's perfect but now it just i feel like it's got another like just this like even more gravity to it knowing that he's not with us anymore but this is yeah like whenever so we're not allowed to listen to christmas music in our house until after thanksgiving <laughs> um this is always the like it's like okay for, to kick off the christmas season it's like this is the song for me which is kind of weird because it's kind of a downer but still it's like it doesn't really feel like christmas until I hear this. So I love that song. I thought that was so good. And it also like totally for me. Oh, first off, I was like, I was embarrassed. I had never actually listened to any Ryuchi uh, Sakamoto until then. And um, I immediately got on soul seek and like took like all his albums off that. So I'm going to be deep diving his discography. I love that one though. It very much to me, like it definitely reminded like very like, soundtracky like i couldn't help but remind of like mm -hmm. legend of zelda soundtracks yeah. or like when lauren and i years ago went and saw the uh symphony of the goddess in oklahoma city it kind of reminded yeah. me of that sonically a little bit but it was incredible i loved it yeah i always feel like like the especially like the breath of the wild and like tears of the kingdom soundtracks yep. are very sakamoto like inspired which is why they're so fucking good exactly yeah they're amazing <laughs> that's what i'm playing right now so <laughs> 
I'm yeah. going through that. I'm like, why does it sound like I'm playing my Switch right now? <laughs> That's why. <laughs> That's why. It's beautiful. I'm playing through A Link to the Past right now. I'm finishing it up, actually. Yeah. That's like a whole other podcast. Don't get me started. That's another podcast. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, we're still like neck deep in Tears of the Kingdom. So, I mean, I was playing with my daughter. And so it's like I couldn't quite play it the way I normally would because she's 10. So, so like we've already beat the game. But like now it's now you're just going to just wander around and like yeah. find all the shit and listen to the music. And oh, God. And yeah. But we're not going to talk about that. We're not talking about Zelda. That's Andrew's business. Oh, yeah. I've thought about starting an entire Zelda podcast, but um, I don't need any more podcasts in my life yet. <laughs> so if you can't start listening to Christmas music until Thanksgiving, is there a hard stop date? Or can you keep going as long as you want? Uh, Christmas Day is the last Christmas day. Day? Yeah, we don't last go past. Day? That's yeah. your range? Yeah, that's the range. So, like, we got a good solid month this year because mm-hmm. it started on the 25th ends on the 25th okay and usually by the time we get to like i love christmas music but by the time we get to the 25th i'm fucking sick of it yeah <laughs> i'm just like okay i need to and my my wife like we have very different tastes in it too like i, I listen like i like really traditional stuff but i also like like the john fahey christmas albums are some of my favorite christmas albums if you want to hear like acoustic guitar christmas albums just listen, that's all you need it's john fahey's like christmas albums um but then yeah she i don't know she listens to a lot of, she's, I don't know. It, there's, there's just so much shit playing in my house on any given day when we're all at home. So, um, and now my daughter has her own playlist too of her doggy land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably going to go out there. Yeah, well, and like I've said, she's totally obsessed with Taylor Swift right now who has a Christmas song. So I've heard it 500 fucking times in the last Yo. week. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's totally, it's fine. I'm, I'd much rather I'm her being to Taylor Swift than like, She's listening to this one, some YouTuber had like a pop song and it was the worst fucking shit. And she would listen to it on repeat. And oh my God, it made me want to jump off the roof. Anyway, enough (laughs) about my personal problems. Um, What's, what's, before we get out of here, what's coming up for Colt Love? What's next for next year? Is there anything left this year? Uh, I think we have, we, well, actually I was recently the board of directors kind of forced me to like chill out in December. So everyone kind of voted to have like a more <laughs> traditional holiday this year because I, I have a bad habit of just uh, spinning plates too often. So I think we're, I think we have some promotional stuff dropping for some upcoming releases in the new year this month. But I think as far as like official cult love projects, we're kind of capped off with this Christmas album for the year, I think. Yeah, we have a couple events that we'll be selling it at. We're going to nice. go to the the Trinity Episcopal Church holiday market this Hell weekend yes. to actually sling some cassettes there Love and listen it. to Casey perform live with his choir. So oh, that's be cool. Really fun. It's yeah. To the public, isn't it? Yeah, it totally is. It's, is it on uh, Saturday? It's a Sunday, Sunday. morning, 8, 30, 8 to 8.30 to 12.30, I think. Okay. Yeah, their normal oh, Sunday like service, service hours. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We're taking it pretty easy this December, though. It's I good. think we're just kind of doing some scheming, and yeah, I think that's probably the best yeah, way to put it. Grant application season, you know how yeah, it is. Yeah, I know. It's but yeah. After the first of the year, we have a list of artists that we've already got lined up to release. Sweet. So I'm getting, you know, the cassette decks greased yeah. up and ready to dub <laughs> yeah we do have a black metal album with horton records dropping in january or february for a project called Backskin. that's a tulsa black metal project um i can't remember the fellow's names malice von kreitz is this alias though and he played in another metal band in tulsa a while back i guess and we also have the uh vulgar and um i forget what ace's project is officially called but uh i think it's Maybe victimize the world, Asa. But uh, we have a split between a hip hop artist and like a cyber grind artist also dropping oh, sweet. pretty soon in the new year. And then we have some like video art and kind of sound art projects we're working on. But we're kind of yeah, we're just in kind of a schemey era. era yeah, like, it's a schemey month for sure. sure. And I, I don't know, we're both kind of interested in taking it easy this month, and I want to enjoy the holidays and do kind of traditional stuff. So. He's saying yeah. he wants to now, but we told him he didn't have a choice. <laughs> I, literally, they did. It was the I think it was the October board meeting. I was told, yeah, it was. I was told. I mean, we gave you like a two month notice that December we're all going <laughs> to chill the fuck out. 
<laughs> and that we're not going to book things for every night. <laughs> we're going to have some nice weekends. It's going to be chill. It's good. It's important. Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, I'm not one to talk. I don't know that. But <laughs> Also, the Barkingham Palace uh, Christmas concert and party. We're going to be at that December 16th. That's going to go up. It's going to turn up. Turn up. So holiday events galore. All right. Awesome. Thanks for having us, Brad. Yeah, thanks for doing this. This is a lot of fun. And everybody, buy the buy the crisp album. Link in the show notes. All thanks right. so much. Yeah. All right. Once again, thank you to Lauren and Natty from Colt Love Sound uh, for being game for this episode. Invite me over and just it was a it was such a good time. We had so much fun. I think that comes through. Um, a couple of notes. Of course, there is a playlist of all of our picks in the show notes. And let me know what you all think of having the little like 20 second samples interjected into the episodes of each of the picks. I, I figured out a way to do it that didn't take as much time and effort as it was, which is a part of the reason that I hadn't done them before, but it also, in my head, it like broke up the conversation, but then I realized like that's a me thing. That's a me problem. I think most people would appreciate it. So I'm curious what you think. If you think that uh, it's better for it, I don't know. Give me your feedback. Um, of course, please pick up Christmas Selections on the Pipe Organ by Casey Cantwell on Cult Love Sound. It is available on digital formats and cassette. Um and yeah, as always, you know where to find me. You can find me over on Patreon, patreon.com slash foxydigitalis, five bucks a month. You get these episodes early. You get an extra section that's exclusive to Patreon for each episode. The one on this episode got a little bit bleak, a little bit dark, uh, but it was kind of an important conversation. I don't know. I think it's a really good one. I think the con- the Patreon sections are always so much fun. I don't know how to call this one fun, but it's, um, yeah, I don't know. And it th- that... Your monthly support is everything to keeping the site and all these things going. I appreciate everybody who's signed up so far. Um, if you've been enjoying these, please consider it. Otherwise, holler at me on social media. Send me an email. You know the drill. But until next time, hope you have a wonderful holiday if you celebrate whatever you celebrate or you get a day off and that's a beautiful thing. And why you are doing all those things, keep on listening to whatever the hell you want.